0: You just think we just, you know, whatever happens, we just shit another player I, and everything's going to be perfect. All of our fans think that. You all think that. That's what you write about.
1: You don't want to be here. There's a specific reason. Not really. You know, I, I think we did a poor job recruiting if guys are coming in and immediately walking out the door because it was something different than what they thought it would be. and We lied to them during recruiting or we, we sold them on a dream that wasn't true. Yeah,
0: You know, right now uh, we have the atmosphere of a, of a J.C. softball game. You know, I mean, that's what we are, J.C. Softball team. As long as, you know, uh, it's 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 not whether you win or lose. It's like the 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 team that wins is the one that has the most fun. You know that crap like that. You know all this stuff that's contaminated America, where they give every kid a trophy and they don't keep scoring little league anymore. Now that's also it's second in the West, baby. Yes, sir. About second. From now
2: on it's first, okay? Winning the SEC probably is harder than winning the national championship. Do you know that?
0: Well, how about the fucking dogs? <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Turn that Hey! Hey buddy, this beer's for you, Mike, and cousin Shane. That SEC podcast loves the pirate, and the pirate loves that SEC podcast. Hail State.
2: Welcome in to the latest episode of that SEC podcast. I am your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter, and I'm joined by my cousin, Shane, who goes by <laughs> Big Orange Valls on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee homer? <laughs> hey, buddy, what's going on? Yeah, it sounds like the weekend mm. is alive and well at <laughs> Shane's house,
1: doesn't it? That's right, man. There's always an excuse to drink, Mike, you know? So uh, I, I'm excited. Uh, you sent him over a couple clips. you got this,
2: this fantastic
1: topic coming up, Mike. I just can't wait to critique it, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just getting lubed and ready, man.
2: Well, absolutely. Well, what Shane's talking about there, this is uh, one of my favorite... Topics to discuss during the offseason. But we're all fans of the SEC on CBS. I like to predict the schedule that CBS is going to have for the upcoming college football SEC schedule. So we'll get to that in just a moment, but we got a couple quick hitters to get to around the league before we get going here, Shade. So You ready to uh, hop around the league? Let's do it.
1: Now let's go around the league. league.
0: My my daughters said something about me wearing a visor and need to put on a hat because I'm getting bald. So uh, (laughs) so I'm going to wear a hat from here on out.
1: I mean, if you look over the next six years, I think we played Miami three times, Florida State six times, South Florida three times, Mississippi State once. So who's the SEC teams? You know, I mean, I don't think, I think it's an injustice for the kids. They should, we should mix those games up and you should, um, you know, play more teams from the West.
0: Why, why don't you start calling around and see if you can get somebody else to play us and we'll play them. I, we'll play anybody you can get to play us. In Louisiana, hold on a second. Hey guys! Hey! I'm having a press conference, okay? Thank you!
2: All right, Shane. Big thing first. We've never talked fishing before, Mm. but I got I gotta bring this up, man, because there was viral headlines here. I gotta be honest. I just skimmed the article. I didn't read it too much, but Auburn's fishing team has been suspended. You see this? They they can not fish till twenty twenty two. And, my God, Shane, the the headlines and the reactions were fantastic. I think my favorite, Alan Bell, said...
1: Wait, let me guess. I just want to guess. Is it PED-related? I I want to know. (laughs) Is it? Please say it is.
2: No, I think it's COVID-related or something.
1: Oh, that's stupid.
2: But, like I said, honestly, (laughs) I didn't read too much into it, but the best headline I saw, Alan Bell from CBS Sportsline, he said, this is the most SEC headline ever created Auburn fish and they got suspended for violation so you know if Auburn is uh, skirting the rules and fishing just imagine what uh, goes on in the conference with football you know what
1: oh man I could see Bruce Pearl now <laughs> <laughs> oh man they're going up to the fishing team I'm next <laughs> cancel the barbecue <laughs>
2: I did see that someone made that comment as well, Bruce Pearl. You know, there's allegations obviously against his program. We have no idea if they're true or not, but people saying Bruce Pearl cheated. Let's hammer the fishing team. I mean, that's a that's an NCAA move right there. You know what?
1: Oh man, that's crazy. So I, I didn't even know that was a thing. I, I I mean, can you get a scholarship for that? <laughs> I assume you can. I guess if they got a damn team for it. Where was that when I was in school? You know? like, They're trying to get me to play racquetball, and I could have been out there fishing? Jeez.
2: <laughs> well, one other thing I thought uh, was just hilarious, Shade. I don't know if you caught this. Let's jump over to Rocky Top real quick. Where, if you've seen the videos, you know, I'm not really trying to poke fun at Tennessee here, but they had, uh, what was it, the dodgeball. And now that they're in spring camp, they got ice cream mm-hmm. at, on the practice field there. Real quick, That they, they sent out this uh, video. It's only about 10 seconds long.
0: Hey, we got the cookies and cream. You know what I'm saying? We're doing our thing. We out here Saturday. It's
2: Saturday. All right, Shane. So like <laughs> I said, I'm not trying to poke fun at the, at the Vols here for the ice cream. I, hell, I, I like ice cream. I'm a big old fat guy. But the reason I – the only reason I bring this up, and I think I confuse some people online, but what's – when you hear Tennessee and ice cream, when it comes to the football program, Shane, what's the first image that pops into your head?
1: Uh, Those orange sickles. Ooh. <laughs> well,
2: for me, it's the infamous photo, Jonathan Kongbo, Bob Shoop. Do you remember that one? I put it on Twitter. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Shoop looks like he's pissed off that he's having to eat an ice cream coat and, and recruit Jonathan Kongbo, but... I just cannot get that image out of my head after seeing this damn video.
1: Damn, guys! You know it's a slow week when we start with fishing. <laughs> <laughs> the off season is upon us.
2: <laughs> All right, was well, a hey, staying in the state of Tennessee real quick. Wanted to mention this as well, Shane Vanderbilt. Big news for the Commodores. I don't know if you saw this here on Monday. They are committing three hundred million dollars to renovating Dang. facility there uh, and they're going to have a new football building yeah they're going to uh have a new like basketball performance center indoor football practice facility basketball operations center and they're mm-hmm. promising to upgrade vanderbilt stadium which has not been renovated if i'm not mistaken since 1981 jeez so it's a, it's time mike it is it's, it's time you know and Right. We,
1: we talked about this uh, when coach got hired that uh, with the athletic trainer or athletic director, you, you just saw this new regime coming in and and it, it almost felt like, hey, let's let's take sports serious for a second. And this is a huge, absolutely huge commitment to the university. and it's one that you really got to keep an eye on because I mean, Nashville, as you know, which I, by the way, side note, Mike. I hope everybody's safe. Uh, Nashville had a huge, as you know, mm-hmm. flooding issues down there. So, any listeners, uh, are you safe? I, hell, we didn't even talk about it. Are you, you got any? Are you rafting around? Or are you <laughs> you in elevated land? What's going on down there in Nashville?
2: Dude, I was podding through that one. Uh, I forgot to mention it. I I was halfway through one of the last pods we did, and I had to shut it off. Jump in the tub, and I was in there for about. 30 minutes waiting a storm out but geez yeah thankfully you know where i'm at we didn't we didn't really get hit but you just never know with those suckers and yeah man and from what i what i saw a couple people did pass so i mean just just been a rough rough year all around but here in nashville i mean bombings and tornadoes and yeah so many things going on here
1: and, our, and our, we got family down there in alabama too so i mean you know if you guys were affected by the tornadoes it's just it's been a wild, wild weather event, man. Last few weeks, so just thoughts and prayers for for the families out there. Um, but um, on the Nashville side, on Vanderbilt, you know, this is a dude. This is a sleeping giant, man. I, I know Vanderbilt's been; uh, they're the butt of many jokes. Okay, but this is scary as a Tennessee fan that Nashville, that Vanderbilt's starting to take sports seriously because. You know, if they can close that gap between them and most of the universities, then watch out, brother. I mean, all it takes is a all it takes is a couple of good seasons and and they're right there competing. I mean, look what coach Franklin did with what he was working with. so
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, yeah, I've definitely got my 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 eyebrows raised at this situation.
2: yeah, and you're going under Clark Lee, the new coach, obviously and He's a former Vanderbilt man himself. He's an alum, so Mm -hmm. he's already having success on the recruiting trail. He's already doing things differently by hiring a a guy like Barton Simmons to evaluate the roster and incoming talent and all that. So, like you said, it's getting interesting for the Commodores. They're taking steps in the right direction, and, of course, it helps them that Tennessee is down, that I would say even Memphis, since they lost their coach to Florida State, taking a dip. I mean, there's – prime opportunity for vanderbilt to really secure some momentum moving forward and mm-hmm. and this is long awaited this uh, investment into football this is something we've been dying for you know either be in with the sec or get the hell out and this is uh, a yeah. this, this is a big step towards showing how committed they are to the future of the football and basketball program mm-hmm.
1: took took that stimulus check to the bank didn't they <laughs> know i'm curious if anything uh, you know you think about last year with the covid situation and stuff like that you know nobody really struggled with it as bad as vanderbilt did and you you kind of wonder if it was the facility situation if it you know because i remember last year they were talking about not having air conditioning in the in the workout facility so i mean it makes you wonder if that I don't know, played a part in maybe some of their struggles last year with staying healthy.
2: Yeah. And I mean, that's just, I've heard so many stories. I've even heard, you know, the football program is big business at most schools and, you know, you got daily shipments and and packages arriving, whether it's gear or, or food or nutrition or what have you. I heard there at Vanderbilt, there was a time I hope, hopefully it's changed, but they either didn't have a, you know, like a shipping and, and receiving center or they just didn't have anyone running it. Yeah. And they were just putting everything in the hallway and people would just come by and steal it. And it was like, oh, wow. well, <laughs> what happened to <laughs> the pads? Well, oh, I don't know. Someone came by and lifted them. So, Oh man. I mean, that's how bad it has been. And, and, you know, this certainly sounds like it's, it's going in the opposite direction. Thankfully.
1: Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. All right. Final thing here, Shane, before we get to, uh, My thoughts on the uh, CBS on SEC schedule. Let's hop on down to Athens real quick. Man, the Bulldogs, same story, different recruiting class. They're killing it once again. It's been a big week for the Bulldogs. Just wanted to make this note. They landed five-star Georgia athlete Malachi Starks, four-star North Carolina linebacker Jalon Walker, and four-star Tennessee running back Jordan James, all in a span of a week. And... The main reason, I, you know, I know these guys aren't signed. They're a long, long way for their recruitment to be officially done in likely in December. But Bulldogs now got the number two recruiting class in the nation. Mm-hmm. Just one commit away from number one. And, man, like I said, it's business as usual down there in Athens. Now they got to capitalize with all that talent. Mm-hmm. But that's something that, uh, you know, this is going to be the only clip we play. But I just thought this was really great because Kirby Smart recently was asked, about some of his upperclassmen, you know, finally in a position now to potentially start on the defensive side of the ball after years of playing special teams, and he was asked, you know, are you surprised in the era of the transfer portal these guys stuck it out? And I just really thought this was kind of a thought-provoking answer here by uh, Kirby Smart. Uh, we talked to a
1: couple guys earlier this week, Channing Tyndall and Amir Speed. And, uh, you know, neither one of those guys, I mean, they they've both played, played quite a bit, special teams, all that stuff, but they've never been the 40, 50 snap, a game type guys um, in their career. And, and one of them is a senior, one of them is a fifth year senior. Does it make you smile as a coach a little bit or count your blessings or however you want to state it that you do have those guys in a, in a transfer portal age, they're stuck around for so long for their opportunity and now they're in position to, to maybe take on a bigger role?
0: Yeah, I'm excited to see the work both of them do. They're, they're, uh, they're both extremely talented, but they're, they're blessed with uh, great work ethic. And since they've gotten here, they're, they're, they're total program guys. They've been uh, major factors on special teams, which that's been a really high-quality area here. I mean, Mere Speed was probably one of the most elite kickoff return people on the front line in the country, and uh, people respect that. Channing Tindall has been a starter on punt since he got here and he's been a dominant player on a lot of special teams. He's played on third downs a lot. He's uh, had sack production. So, you know, I I got a lot of respect for those guys and the work they do as far as the transfer portal and staying here. I mean, that's, that's the way it should be. I mean, you should want to play for your university. You should want to get your degree from university. And when you get your degree, then it certainly uh, opens up doors to go other places, but, you know, a Georgia degree is worth a lot more than uh, maybe going somewhere else and, and and just playing more. You know, I tell people all the time if you're if you're not going to be a starter at Georgia, what makes you think you're going to be a starter in the NFL? You know, so it's it doesn't work that way. It's too easy to say that I well I couldn't start at Georgia, so maybe i go start somewhere. How about getting your degree, play for the university, play for your teammates, and try to win a championship? Which to me is special and those guys have aspirations of going to the nfl but there's nowhere better to train for that than the university of georgia they get a great workout place they got a great staff they're developing and we've had you know a lot of guys that didn't necessarily start every game that have gone on and played the nfl all
2: right shade so i think i just set it up perfectly there but uh yeah this is the way college football used to be (laughs) to where yeah you know your juniors and your seniors you know there was all the times people didn't start uh at the moment they came in the door, especially at a powerhouse like Georgia. And now that we're in this era where if things don't get handed to you, we're seeing so many guys walk out the door. You know, there's a lot more to be said for, you know, it's kind of like Kirby says, man, if you can't start at Georgia, you think you're going to start in the NFL? Like, you know, you got to develop your skills and, and prove your worth here. And, hell, if you stick it out and do it instead of, you know, transferring to like Southern Miss and being a player down there, uh, you're going to get more scouts and GMs looking at you here in the one year you do play as a starter, you know? Yeah.
1: No, I think he I think he hit the nail on the head here. And it is different. It is different from our generation and generations before. It was like, you know, there was no doubt. Even though I didn't go, there was no doubt in my mind if I had the opportunity which school I wanted to play for. And I would have played from start to finish because that's that's my beloved program but it is different, you know, it's a, it's a different, different breed, you know, it's different. It's just a different generation. And I think he hit what the part I loved was just the fact like, you know, if you can't start at Georgia, how are you going to play in the NFL? I just, I, I just think that that is, this is a, a speech. This is a conversation he's had, you know, it's it's hard enough to recor- recruit, but it's, it's probably sometimes even harder to keep some of these kids on campus. And, and Kirby had the perfect response. I mean, it makes sense when you say it like that. Yeah, you could go to one of these smaller schools and be a star, but it's not going to change your, you know, rarely will it change your, your draft outlook.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, obviously you look at fields or something like that. That's, that's a different situation. You know, we're talking about a quarterback. You know, I could see why that's a thing, but. You know, if you're an offensive line, defensive back, or something like that, and you have ample opportunity to get on the field, you know, I, I, I just, I think these days it's, it's better to just stick with the program because they've got everything, man. They've got the training facility. You know, I, I think that's important. You know, just mm-hmm. they're going to do everything they can to prepare you for that NFL Pro Day. Uh, better off than if you went to App State and you know and dealing with not that they're a bad program but you know it's it's apples and oranges man
2: yeah absolutely and that's just why i wanted to play that clip and it's you know it's not only applicable obviously to georgia but i think the rest of the sec as well Mm -hmm. all right buddy hey we've spieled on long enough here you ready to talk some sec or cbs action let's do it all right buddy well um you know, the first two weeks, I don't believe they have any uh, SEC on CBS games because I think the the contract states it's it's got to start once uh, more of these uh, SEC games get going. But I'm still going to do week one and two, man, just in case. Marquee games, week one, opening weekend of the season. I mean, this would be an easy selection, easiest selection in the world. I'm sure it's going to get gobbled up by uh, ESPN ABC. But Georgia versus Clemson in Charlotte on the neutral field there. I don't think uh, Alabama versus Miami, that's a fun game in Atlanta, but it doesn't compare to to Georgia Clemson week one, don't you think?
1: Yeah, I think that would be a definite shoe in there. Um, I, I I still think, like you said, that Alabama game is intriguing, but when you're talking game of the week, this is one that they're already starting to talk out. I mean, there's, there's already, you know, Mike, they, mm-hmm. by the time this thing comes around, I mean, it's going to be painted as a national, I mean, it's going to be like a national championship game, you know? Yeah. So uh, I, I'm really pumped up about this one.
2: All right, week two. And again, week two, I, I don't believe the the contract starts, so I don't think this game is um, a realistic option for CBS, but I sure as hell would love to see it. My big game, I got circled here in Fayetteville, Shane. Texas at Arkansas. That, that's going to be a, such a scene there in Fayetteville in a year or two of the Sam Pittman era. I mean, there's a lot of people, maybe not in the SEC, but around the country that, you know, I think they're looking at Arkansas and they're forgetting all the jokes they made at this time last year. Saw people saying they were going to be the first 0-10 team in SEC history. And they held their own. But yeah. you got to take that next step. And it comes with games like this where Texas is probably going to be favored I don't know. I don't want to go that far. They may not be. But, but either way, this is a game where you prove you belong in the, that upper echelon of the college football discussion. And you're getting Texas at a perfect time. They just fired their coach. I don't know who their quarterback's going to be. I think this is going to be a hell of a showdown week two. And the only runner-up, and this is probably in part why they wait a little while for these uh, SEC games on, on CBS, because the schedules are a little weak. And the only other game that looks intriguing to me is uh, Missouri, yeah, at Kentucky. I think that that's a big game for both those programs, but yeah, you know Texas at Arkansas. That's just such a that's such a marquee game in my in my eye.
1: Yeah, I, I think I'm going to have to agree with you, here, Mike. Obviously, uh, horns down is going to be exciting, <laughs> and uh, I can't wait. I'm just here for the memes, baby. And then <laughs> uh, uh, I think I think you're right, Mizzou can. Kentucky is very intriguing because it actually means something. Uh, I, I mean, there there could be a lot riding on that game uh, first SEC schedule. So, but I, th- I think yeah, if you're looking at one, uh, we got to have Arkansas beat these guys um, because that just that just sets the tone. Because I think I, I I fully expect LSU to take care of business week one. I fully expect Georgia to take care of business week one. You know, and the only other Conference that's that's in question, other than the Big Ten, is uh you know it's Texas. So mm-hmm. I, I think this is I think we can shut them up real early. All
2: right, week three of the season. Now we're starting to get into some intriguing matchups, and I believe this will be the first SEC on CBS selection. It's not officially been announced, but I don't see how they skip this one. Shane, Alabama at Florida, going to the mm-hmm. swamp. That is an intriguing game for a number of reasons. But first of all, I think it's really going to set the tone for Dan Mullen's team going into this year where I don't think there's going to be many people picking uh, the Gators to win the East. That's, that doesn't mean they can't do it. But, right. I mean, I think opinions could be changed. If you look at Alabama's schedule from last year, I mean, Ole Miss certainly gave him a game, but never really felt like, Ole Miss was going to, I mean, they never did stop them, but you never never felt that was coming. So it, as back and forth as it was, it, it just didn't seem like a true threat. And I think the only team that really threatened them was Florida last year in the SEC championship game. And I know these are going to be two completely different rosters here, but I don't think Florida's going to come into this game scared to death that uh, they can't beat Alabama after, you know, what they did to, you know, how they matched up well enough in the SEC championship game. Am I crazy? No, not crazy,
1: but clearly the best game on the schedule here. Uh, or, I mean, what about Auburn Penn State? Is that was that at least
2: considered a little bit? That'd be my runner-up game right there. I think that that's got the makings kind of a similar deal for Auburn. I mean, this could be a make or break not make or break, but they could really set the tone for the Brian Harson era, but yeah. I don't know. I got to go Alabama Florida. They they tend to go the the SEC matchups here anyway in these games. So Yeah. It's It'd be hard. Big names, you know what?
1: Yeah, it'd be hard not to. I mean, we got an SEC championship rematch. Um, I, I think it's a no-brainer. Both these teams are going to probably be undefeated going into it. So uh, I think it's a perfect matchup, perfect game, and it just kind of sets the tone in the SEC. We kind of get a good – you know, it seems like years past, we've always had a little trouble trying to figure out, is you know, is this the year the East is is stepping up or is this the year the West takes a step back? You know, it just feels like the way some of these games are are coming out of the gate here. You know, by week three, week four, we're gonna we're gonna have a pretty good pulse here on just how powerful or how strong each con- each side of the conference is.
2: All right, next week, Shane, week four. How about this matchup? This is uh, one I don't think a ton of people are gonna see coming, but my top matchup on the board here. Arkansas versus Texas A&M in Arlington. That's that's my game, but we we've, we've got some other potential SEC matchups to go with here. What are your thoughts on that one? Yeah, I mean
1: this one really for me depends on the Texas Arkansas game. If mm-hmm. you know, if Texas pulls away then then I'm not going to put this one in uh maybe a good flex game cuz I mean, you could argue the LSU Mississippi State rematch from last mm-hmm. year is going to be pretty exciting. Of course, Tennessee Florida is always a fan favorite here. You know?
2: All right? Yeah. No. Those uh, are my so, those are my two backups, and you make yeah. some good points there. I mean, you really got to see what these teams do, particularly. You know, if Florida wins against Alabama,
1: mm-hmm.
2: that's going to bump the profile up of this Tennessee at Florida game for sure. But Tennessee, Florida's traditionally been the game, but it's been kind of a dead in recent years. So I, I don't know. I mean, that, that certainly could be one. If Tennessee needs to come out strong there too, and they got to take care of Pitt to make that happen, you know what?
1: Absolutely, man. Man, what I'm just noticing Auburn, you know, because Georgia State. kind of stands out like a sore thumb you know (laughs) especially when it's sitting next to Tennessee there I'm just I'm I'm looking at this schedule man so man it just it goes Akron Alabama State then it goes in the next four weeks they got Penn State LSU and Georgia Mm -hmm. sitting on there damn what a schedule that's going to be all right so
2: <laughs> All right, I Shane's just, I, getting fired up for them Tigers. I am, man. I am, and Georgia
1: State can't sleep on them, man.
2: <laughs> you could just hear your voice, man. Just talking these games gets us fired up. You know what? Oh hell yeah, man. I'm ready. All right, week five of the season, Shane. I think this is going to be another easy decision. Auburn at LSU is one of my favorite games of the year. I always say that, but that's that's my backup here. I'm going Ole Miss. At Alabama, after last season's scoring fest back and forth, mm-hmm. and now we got uh, the vast majority of the Ole Miss offense returning outside of uh, Elijah Moore. I know that's that's a big loss there, but man, Lane Kiffin, Nick Saban, Matt Corral. Bryce Young, by this point, probably the quarterback for Alabama. He's probably emerged by this point. Mm-hmm. I think we could be looking at another shootout style game here. I think that's an easy choice for CBS. Absolutely. Molly. That's going to be a
1: fun one, too. But it is at Alabama. You know, things are a little bit different down there. So we'll see how it plays out. But I just like Ole Miss's schedule. Mm-hmm. You know, just the way it sets up, it's almost perfect for this game. Right. We're going. Verse Louisville, Austin P. Tulane, then they got a bye, and then they go to Alabama. So I don't know if you just said that, but I'm looking at the schedule. It just, it's it's set up perfect for Lane Kiffin and the boys. So if they're going to have a shot, I mean, you, you can't have a better schedule than that.
2: Mm, yeah, Shane. If you're just putting it together, folks, Shane is wrapping his mind around how I make these selections. <laughs> 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 Ole Miss will be undefeated. Alabama very likely undefeated yeah that's gonna be a hell of a matchup
1: yeah that's gonna be a good one i like it
2: all right next week shane how about this one hopefully i'm not going too crazy with one team well first let's start my runner-up because this could be a hell of a game georgia at auburn that's always a classic that's my runner-up but i gotta go
1: can i I guess yes sir
2: Alabama, Texas A&M. <laughs> yeah, Alabama, <laughs> Texas A&M, Jimbo and Nick Saban. And now there is a rule you can only use uh, a certain school, I think it's four, maybe five times. So we're not, we're, not we're, in
1: Gary's contract. In good
2: yeah. he <laughs> so we're going to have to take a break from Alabama for a couple weeks after this selection. But it's hard to see anybody other than this because. Uh, Hell, these were the two teams that finished 1-2 in the West last year. And yeah. the way Jimbo's got his thing rolling, it could be a battle once again for 1-2 and two in the SEC West. Uh, th- thoughts on that selection?
1: Yeah, I, I think that's the one you got to go with. Uh, the only other one, um, and it really—it's at this point, it really just depends on, like, is Auburn legit? Do they bounce back? Can they beat? You know, I don't think they have to beat both LSU and Penn State but they, they got to make it close when they mm-hmm. come in. Because Auburn, Georgia, it's, I mean, it's a hell of a rivalry. I mean, they sw- there was a, a big hoopla getting the schedule fixed, basically, for these guys. So, right. um, I don't know, man. That's, that's another one that, you know, I've got my eyebrows raised, but there's just a lot of factors going into it.
2: All right, next week, Shane. Hell of a game here, annually. Florida at LSU. Baton Rouge, I mean, these two always have classics, and mm-hmm. they sure do hate each other. Dan Bullet, Ed Orgerod, and, you know, I was looking back at, uh, man, we. I think people tend to forget how big of an upset this was last year. LSU was an underdog by 23 points. Yeah. They pulled it out in the swamp. This is one of the games that I look forward to more than any other on the SEC schedule. Thoughts on uh, that selection? Any other ones that uh, that have caught your eye for Week 7?
1: Not really, because, you know, when you talk about these two teams, I mean, just take a look at Wincipedia and, and look at the last several years that these guys have met. And sometimes it comes down – to most of the time it comes down to one score, like mm-hmm. last possession it feels like. So I don't expect this year – Or a shoe to toss. Any, I mean, you talk <laughs> about – I mean, you know what I'm saying? It just – they just play each other. I remember back when uh, they the, had the hurricane deal, you know, yep. and then they started scheduling these teams for homecomings. I mean, there's some bad blood. This is a this is a deep rivalry. And and you look at, like I said, the last few – last golly, you look at the last 10 years these teams have played and, and just how close it's been. So I don't expect this one to be any different. So fantastic pick here.
2: Yeah, and I think another thing, for whatever reason, in this series, it seems like the, the road team – Always play, you know, steps up its game. You, you know, it's usually the home team. Yep. It's usually the away team that steps it up, mm-hmm. and it's not like the, the the home team doesn't show up. But that's what just makes these games so back and forth, and they're so unpredictable. And remember, uh, after the tiger died, the Gators were mocking it with the skeleton. I mean, this game's got <laughs> it all, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's got it all. That's yeah. All right, next uh, week here. Now we're getting a little trim, just because. uh, by week, so that they, it gets a little bit tougher to predict the games that'll be selected. But my runner up, Tennessee, if they're having a good year, Tennessee at Alabama, that has certainly been a popular selection in recent years. But the game I have my eye on, Shane, LSU. Guess- oh, yes. Oh. Go ahead.
1: Oh, no. no, go ahead. Go ahead. You've already ruined it.
2: LSU at Ole Miss, Ed Orgeron, I guess his former school. Lane Kiffin against the school that almost hired him to be offensive coordinator. I mean, it's a lot of storylines. This was a hell of a game last year, if not for uh, all these Ole Miss turnovers. They would have won this game. Very underrated rivalry in the SEC. Thoughts on that selection?
1: Well, you know, third Saturday in October is always near and dear, even though it's never close, you know. (laughs) It's like (laughs) I put that meme out, you know, you know that big boat. They finally got it free down there at the Suez Canal. Yeah. But, but the memes have been fantastic. And there's this picture of this uh, this uh, uh, bucket truck, you know, just trying to get this thing free but it's so tiny <laughs> compared to this thing, you know, because it's the size of the Empire State Building, the length <laughs> of it, you know. And uh, so I put on there, you know, ball football reality was on the ship. And then down there at that little bulldozer, it says <laughs> – well, what if we beat Bama this year? (laughs) (laughs) Because I do it. I do it every year, man. I'm like, we go into the game like, well, you know what? What happens if we do have a perfect game? So, obviously, (laughs) Tennessee, Alabama, you know, odds are we're not going to be smoking cigars after this thing. But if we do, I've got one ready. So, that one's probably my my personal favorite. But, you know, Ole Miss, LSU, I think that's going to be a hell of a game. I I think when you're looking at the schedule here, I mean – you know, I don't know. Maybe I, I think that's the one you got to go with, don't you? Man, I mean, South Carolina, we're not mentioned South Carolina, and mm-hmm. um, there is one intriguing game we're getting close to it mm-hmm. that uh, I'm really interested. Okay, you know, maybe, maybe I'm getting the cart in front of the horse. We're on the same <laughs> path here. I just hate that we have. I mean, I'm looking at Vanderbilt, South Carolina. I just hate that we haven't mentioned those teams, but realistically, is Gary going to be announcing at a Vanderbilt game this year? Probably not. You know, right. I just don't see that. I don't see it. Maybe on a South. I don't honestly, I don't see it on a Tennessee game. There's a lot of teams that I don't see uh, CBS, you know, spending all their money and their advertising for. So, mm-hmm. um, but you know, yeah, I'm trying, you to never be, know. I'm trying
2: to keep it real and keep it realistic with these yeah. picks next week of the season. This one is uh, just a deadlock. CBS goes with it every year. So, takes the guessing out of it, but Florida, Georgia in Jacksonville, that's going to be the pick once again, just because of that game's importance in the sec East. And just the hatred between those two, you, know, Shed, you would be stunned how many times I tweet about Georgia and my mentions mm-hmm. is nothing about Florida people, or I tweet about Florida and my mentions is nothing but Georgia people. <laughs> <laughs> this happens on a weekly basis, but, uh, <laughs> Hey, that's why I love it, man. Because these these people are so passionate, so fired up about it, and this is uh, arguably the best rivalry here in the SEC East.
1: No, yeah, I think uh, that's a no brainer. Uh, it's a fun game to watch, and and it should it should be it's I think it's going to be a, a huge game this year, and I know it has been in years past, but it just it's a deciding game. It, it picks the East, so I, I think this is a very I, I think this is a no brainer.
2: Mm-hmm. the following week again this is interesting not a lot of marquee games here mm-hmm. but one I've got my eye on Shane this is this will be my runner-up selection i'll let you guess at, at my pick here but my runner-up selection Missouri at Georgia mm. because that game could have big implications in the SEC race Missouri I know they got worked by Georgia last year but you know they had the first year coach and and depth issues and all this and here comes a damn Georgia juggernaut rolling into town. <laughs> so I can excuse that one, but in years past it seems like Missouri always plays Georgia so well. So that's one that I I really got to keep my eye on. And if Missouri continues to progress the way they have been this off season, I think you know they're going to be very dangerous. That could be a really good game.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think so. So this was your runner-up, or is
2: this your? This was your my runner-up. I'll let you guess which one.
1: <laughs> Missouri at Georgia. Mm. Okay. Liberty at Ole Miss. Is, is
2: Coach Freeze? <laughs> yep. Is Coach still at Liberty. That's not my pick, Can, but that is a great okay. game.
1: And I think that's going to be a fun one. The headlines is it going to be at Ole Miss? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. No, that's that's my runner-up. <laughs> <laughs> That's my rudder up man. Uh, but this one's a clear-cut clear LSU. Man, it's just – I hate it, man. You know, because you talk about CBS games, sometimes you find yourself talking about some of the same teams. Yeah. But how can you not have LSU and Alabama here,
2: you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, easy just, selection on that one.
1: Yeah. I, I think this is a different LSU team. Um, I think it's the same old Alabama, you know, ready to crush anybody. But when these two meet, I, who knows? Late this late in the season, this thing could go either way. So, uh, yeah, I think that's the one clearly that they got circled, even though they've featured Alabama fifteen times <laughs> at this point. So,
2: <laughs> what's the, what are the odds that uh, Old Gary mentions Devin White in this matchup and, and how he's going to save uh, him yeah. in the second uh,
1: half? <laughs> you know, I. Gary can't get Joe Burrow out of his mouth. You know what I'm saying? That's what he's stuck on right now. And, and I'm sure two is going to float out there and there's going to be a whole bunch, you know, it's like, it's like father. What is that? A uh, Christmas past, you know, when you're with Gary Denison. So. <laughs> he's bringing all the chains, man.
2: All right. Uh, we're wrapping up here. We got three weeks left here. Week 11 shame. We got some interesting matchups here. My runner ups. I had two this week. Arkansas at LSU. It was a hell of a game last year. Georgia at Tennessee. That's typically a fun game as well. But there's one other game here that I like better than those. Which game do you think that is?
1: Uh is it uh Alabama, New Mexico State? <laughs> no, I'm
2: just kidding. <laughs> No, it is not. Just
1: kidding. Did you say Ole Miss yet?
2: Ole Miss, Texas A&M? Bing. There it is, man. That's yeah. the game. I think uh, – And unfortunately, these two didn't get to play last year. This was uh, mm-hmm. one of two SEC games that we didn't get due to fucking COVID. But uh, yeah, first time in two years. First time Lane Kiffin facing Jimbo Fisher. And this could be a hell of a game here.
1: Yeah. No, definitely could be. And uh, I, I... – It just – just the way this season could roll out, I mean, hell, this could be a, a magical season for Ole Miss. But who knows? I mean, the wheels could fall off. I, I don't want to put the cart in front of the horse here because, you know, this may all change if Ole Miss doesn't come out of the gate like they should or like we expect. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know Texas a and is going to be good. I, I know they're going to be at the top. They're going to be competitive, whoever they play. So you can just go right down their schedule and about pinpoint some of their marquee games. And this could be one. Uh, it just really depends. I like the location. It's going to be at Ole Miss, you know, the fan. I just think that's it's it's just going to make for a good story, but man, it's going to be, it's, it's just really depends, man. I think that's the one you got to go with now, Tennessee, Mm -hmm. Georgia. There's been some great games in the past, but they're not even in the same ballpark these days. So I I doubt they're going to get mentioned. Uh, the only other one, maybe the, maybe the Arkansas LSU game, you mm-hmm. know, that one's definitely toward the top, uh, Mississippi state and Auburn isn't getting a lot of love, but this could be a really fun game too. And a deciding game, you know, uh, uh for the West there. So I kind of like that, but I just, I just don't see Gary and the boys, uh, going anywhere else, but, uh, Ole Miss here.
2: All right. Next to last, uh, weekend of the season is cupcake weekend. So schedule's pretty light here, Shane. Yeah. And you've been wanting to talk South Carolina.
1: Uh-huh. This is it, man. This is. This... I hope
2: this is the game that gets picked. I don't think it will, but this is the game I hope gets picked. Auburn at South Carolina. So many storylines for the coaching hope... staff on that one. You know what? I mean, worth that alone. They got to bring them in here.
1: I hope Tracy Rocker's flipping the coin. <laughs> Oh shit! No, no, this is this is the one I want to see, man. South Carolina Auburn. These guys hate each other and don't know it yet. You know, <laughs> it's like right. Like I'm sure there's a lot of diehard South Carolina fans that just can't stand Auburn staff and and vice versa. But I just think that's going to be a fun, exciting game. Uh, you know this is these is two young programs we don't know what they're going to look like but at this point we'll have a better idea so i fully expect to see two better programs at this point uh should be it should be a fun game i doubt they're gonna pick it but mm-hmm. um uh, self that's the one he wants to see
2: yeah i'm right there with you so the game i went with florida at missouri Once again, this could be a battle for second place, potentially in Mm -hmm. the SEC East. Could be a really fun matchup. And, you know, the game was not particularly close last year. But if you recall, this was the damn brawl game where Dan Mullen running out there and causing a little bit of a seed. And I believe this was the game he came out afterwards with the damn Darth Vader. So, yeah, (laughs) you know, old Eli, he picks up on everything. You better believe he is... He is probably pissed off about that. <laughs> He's probably got his damn costume picked out already for uh, if Missouri finds a way to upset Florida to – I think he, he might just do – he might just might come out in costume too, you know what? Absolutely, man. I, and
1: Mizzou's a team that people are sleeping on, and, and myself included. I can't believe that I haven't really mentioned them up to this point. You look at their schedule, it's just it's just beautiful, man. Central Michigan, Kentucky. Uh, Southeast Missouri, Boston College, you know. Doug Mm -hmm. Flutie ain't there anymore, so they should get that one. (laughs) Tennessee, down Tennessee, North Texas. Just watch the fake punts. Texas (laughs) A&M. So, by the time they get to Texas A&M, man, October 16th, man, there's a good shot. Mizzou's undefeated. Mm -hmm. I I mean, there's just – and then you got a bye week. Then you go to Vanderbilt. you got Georgia. Then the South Carolina game gets a little tough here toward the back end of the schedule. But, man – I mean, by that time they may be humming. They and and if you got a team that's firing on all cylinders, they can beat anybody. So that's a team people need to be watching, man. Put put Mizzou on notice. They they've got it. They've got the schedule. They got a damn quarterback. They just need to, you know. There's a they're saying the defense came together in the spring. So I don't know, man. Let's let's see. I I who knows Mizzou may have a couple game of the weeks this year.
2: Yeah, and uh, so the final week, they may have two back-to-back CBS games here, if I got that Florida one correctly, because it's already been announced. They're going to be on the uh, Friday after Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Missouri at Arkansas. That's going to be a CBS game. Yeah. And then the following Saturday, you know, they – I don't know when it is, but sometimes they do, uh, you know, back-to-back CBS games. Yeah. And I bet they'll do it for this one because we got – several awesome mashups rivalry weekend so many rivalries we missed last season they're all coming back but uh two that are right there for me texas a&m at lsu mm-hmm. that i mean hell this could be the game to win the division yeah you know the way these teams are shaping up and then of course easy decision the iron bowl alabama at Auburn. thoughts on uh, those those two picks you don't I think mean, so?
1: Well, don't get me wrong. I, I, I think the Iron Bowl has been great. But there's a real shot, man, if, if Auburn doesn't get off the ground, that, that this game isn't as enticing. Now, I, I don't see them leaving it off. I mean, this is something that they have probably got set for the next 20 years uh, <laughs> as, as as a game of the week. Don't get me wrong. So, But it's just when I'm looking at the schedule – there's some intriguing ones on here, man. Uh, you you look at the LSU Texas and you know I think that's a prime example, man. Mm-hmm. Those two ball clubs. Uh, uh, ha- have you watched an Egg Bowl lately? Now I know that they're probably going to flex that one, right? Don't you think?
2: Yeah, I think they might do it to to Thanksgiving.
1: Okay, well if they don't, man, they'd be crazy because that's that's one of those games that's just been so damn fun to watch the last few years. So, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I mean, you could go either way with this thing, but I don't know. Do you keep – and I'm playing devil's advocate here. If if we're looking at an Auburn team that's, you know, got five or six losses, do you do you put them in prime time when you could have someone of these other teams playing maybe in a better situation, a better game? Well, I mean, I... is that even possible or is that blasphemy? I don't know. I don't want to <laughs> get in trouble, you know what I'm saying? They may cancel the podcast tomorrow, Mike. When they say what Shane said, what about the Iron Bowl? You know, <laughs> I'm just saying there's gonna. You're right. We didn't have rivalry week last week or last year, and we are this year. And who knows? We may have some freaking crazy marquee games coming in to that Saturday. And if and if Auburn's not there, do we do we leave them off?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you what. If Gary is the deciding vote, it's going to be the Iron Bowl. <laughs> yeah, but I see where you're going with that because. Now, I've mentioned they they typically like to pick the uh, SEC matchups, but I've seen it in years past. They pick some of these non-conference games. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a number of teams. Hell, South Carolina, if they surprise, like, yeah. you know, J.C. Sherbert was on our show not too long ago saying, you know, he would not be surprised at all if they're a bowl team. Playing Clemson, that's going to be an attractive game. We'll see what Georgia Tech looks like under uh, – Jeff Collins, I think year three now, Georgia-Georgia Tech. That that could be a mm-hmm. hell of a game. Uh, I know Louisville sucked last year, but maybe they rebound. Uh, Kentucky-Louisville, that would be a great game. And then go to the state of Florida, Florida yeah. State. It seems like they have a little bit of momentum. They've been shitty for a couple years, but Florida-Florida <laughs> State. I mean, hell, I'll sign up to watch that any day of the week. So we've got some really Absolutely. good uh, some options here this final week of the season.
1: Yeah. No, I'm, I'm right there with you. So I don't know. It's, it's fun talking about it, Mike. We got all summer to talk about it, but <laughs> at this point right now, I, I'm putting Auburn on the, on the alert, man.
2: <laughs> you know,
1: they're going to have to come out of the gate strong if we're going to keep them in that, in that prime time slot. So, mm-hmm. uh, but like I said, I, I don't know. I just, it's fun talking about it.
2: Well, Hey buddy. Uh, I think we spieled on long enough here. I, I, I appreciate you hopping on, but, uh, yeah, that's all I've got here. Do you got anything before we close this one?
1: No, no. Um, uh, that's pretty much it right now. Uh, hell, more, more news than I thought we were going to get today, Mike. So I appreciate you. I'm sure you're going to do some fancy graphics coming out tomorrow with your CBS and, and your, your Gary <laughs> Danielson hot takes, but, uh, I'm just, I just, I just love talking college football, Mike. I like getting on here. It just makes me feel like it's getting closer. So, uh, I appreciate you taking the time to, to let me hang out with you here.
2: Absolutely. And, uh, hey, stay tuned, guys. we got a uh, really good guests lined up for the next episode. Going to be talking uh, with my buddy Jake Wimberly down there for ESPN Radio down there in Jackson, Mississippi. So going to be talking some uh, Ole Miss, some Mississippi State, and then he put out some over-under win totals for SEC teams. So, some good stuff coming here on the next episode, but uh, that's going to do it. Thanks for tuning in as always. Thanks for joining me, Shane. Catch you on the next one.
1: All right. See you guys. Go ball. Spanish for hustle. You know that, right? (laughs)